Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Move Nourished podcast, where we discuss nutritious eating, functional movement, and herbal medicine to help you move, eat, and live better. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Forrest. We're clinical herbalists, movement coaches, and wellness nerds. Let's get started. So if you have ever wondered, if you are an athletically minded person who has ever wondered if you can use herbs or if herbs have a place in helping speed your recovery from your workouts, whether it's soreness or tiredness or the stress from them, this episode is for you. Actually, we have three episodes for you coming out over the coming weeks. So today we are going to be talking about herbs to encourage athletic recovery, part one. And the reason that we have split it up into three parts is because Forrest and I conceptualize recovery in three pieces. And we're going to give you a quick primer of those before we jump in. The first one that we're going to talk about today are herbs to support rest. And then the second pillar is resources. And the third is resilience. So Forrest, you know, rest is pretty self-explanatory, but we can maybe start there with just a real quick, what do we mean? Why is rest important to athletic recovery? Right. So rest is it's the general rest you get when you sleep at night, the downtime, but it's also your rest periods in your training sessions. Mm -hmm. So it's just basically the time away from stressors. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Because it's this dynamic tension, dear listener, between enough stress to stimulate an adaptation in the body, which is what we're doing when we're training, and enough time away from that stress to allow the recovery from that adaptation to happen so that it can happen. And you can't get progress without both sides of that coin. Yeah. Uh, rest is all, rest is the umbrella for all of the productive inactivity. Mm, I love that. Productive inactivity. Do you hear that, America? We're not very good at that. Oh, <laughs> sleep. a little allergic. Between rest, between your sessions, sleep, meditation sessions, all of these times when you're still and not doing anything, but that is for a purpose. Mm -hmm. And while rest is our focus of today, just quick recap, our other two pillars of recovery are resources, and that's Mm -hmm. having the things that you need to recover. So think about nutrition things like that, whatever fuel you need to then be able to recover once you have rest. The substrates, the the physical building blocks that you mm -hmm. need to build the things and repair the things. And then resilience. And so resilience is our adaptive capacity. So Mm. it's the how much space can we hold for the unexpected? Yeah. And also just a reminder, dear listener, that if you want to learn more about our methodology on the three R's of recovery, we have an episode that you can listen to. Movement should be recovery driven. It's one of our earliest episodes. It was really important to us to get that out into the world early. And that is how we conceptualize recovery. That's how we approach recovery with our clients. And it's inherent and it weaves through all of our programming for clients as well. So for more info, see that episode. But for today, we are going to be focusing in specifically on the ways that you can use herbal remedies to help encourage the first pillar of recovery, rest, okay? Right. And in order to talk about that, we can't talk about rest and encouraging rest really without talking about nervines. But because we know that not everyone listening has maybe heard of what that is, Forrest, what's a quick three-sentence explanation of what, it, what is a nervine? Well, 
Nervines are simply herbs that modulate the nervous system. Is our, in is some it, way. Is the simplest way we can think about it. Yeah, in some way. And so we have relaxing nervines, relaxants, which we're going to be talking about today. We have stimulant nervines like caffeine as mm-hmm. one example. And then we have your more nutritive, nourishing nervines, which we'll be talking about in the Resilience podcast. So it was hard to narrow it down today, guys, to be able to only tell you about a couple of our favorite ones here. Let me tell you, that's probably one of the hardest things for Forrest and I is to not dump information on you. But we have done our due diligence and we've narrowed it down to what we consider three herbs that are really representative of this category that we're going to be talking about today, category of herbs known as like nervine relaxants. And so nervine relaxants are there to help with relaxation. And so relaxation is the transition period from work to rest. Mm. Um, So we can think about you've been working out, you've been working at your job and you have physical, emotional, metabolic tensions that build up Mm. through activity and stress. And then to get to that point where everything is restful and inactive, it needs to go through the process of relaxation. So it's that dynamic transition from tone to laxity, from upright to laying down. (laughs) You can think about it in that way. But in, in our mind, it's that transition from the active mind to a rela- more relaxed state. And it yeah. gets comp- funny because we use the word to describe the word. Relaxing is about getting to a relaxed state. But <laughs> the idea <laughs> is that we're moving into this more peaceful, inactive state of being, which is going to create recovery. Because even when you're in that restful, relaxed state, what's important to remember is that that's when certain elements of the recovery process gear up and go to work. Like you can't access parts of the process of recovery without entering into that state of inactivity. So it's this counterintuitive, doesn't seem like there's much, the whole point is for there not to be much consciously happening so that there can be things happening behind the scenes. Exactly. And so herbally, we're going to look at two subcategories of relaxants, relaxants that are a little bit more for the general nervous system, for your mind, and then relaxants that are a little bit more in the muscles or the skeletal system itself. Yeah, the physical. Mm-hmm. I think my vote for this, I use this herb all the time just for many reasons, among them being it plays well with everyone. It's gentle but very effective. It's not too drying. It doesn't jack people around. It's a broad spectrum one, if you will. I find that folks normally, you can adjust the dose for people who are sensitive, but you can also kind of club people over the head with a bigger dose if you mm-hmm. have to. Uh, and that herb is passion flower. Yes. Passiflora inclarnata is what we I've used. And you've probably heard us talk about this herb before because it is such a useful tool for mental relaxation and to a lesser extent, physical relaxation. But I find the specific indication for passion flower is that monkey mind, circular thoughts, can't get your brain to turn off when you're waking up in the middle of the night and you're thinking about your bills and then you're thinking about your car and then I hope I don't, and it just like cycles off into nothingness. Passion flower is perfect for that. What would you add for us? I that, yeah, I I use passion flower in stronger amounts as one of my favorite sleep herbs. And I think mm-hmm. we already did we already did a podcast in, that includes passion flower and a lot of other herbs that we love for sleep. But then in lower doses, I think that pa- yes. just like you said, passion flower, it's great for that circular thought, those thoughts that just keep coming back or they turn into another thought that turns into another thought and it just keeps going on the merry-go-round. Yeah. Passion flower is 
just great for that. I also think one of the reasons I wanted to include this one and one of the reasons I talk about this one a lot is because it's one of the ones that's pretty widely commercially available for better or for worse, right? Do I wish more herbs were commercially available and the more obscure ones? Yeah, sure. But also for the sake of practicality for our listeners and what they could go to Whole Foods and get their hands on, what they could go to a health food store and get their hands on, passionflower in tincture form it, or in tea form, that's one of the ones like, camp, you know, like you're probably, if you're going to be able to find an herb somewhere in like a health food section or something, passionflower is probably going to be there. Yeah, it's going to be there. It, there's lots of different options, you know. Yeah. I think fresh tincture is more effective for that kind of circular thoughts, especially when using lower dosage and you're not trying to get sleepy. But the tincture of the dry material can work as well. You just need, it's just a little bit less of a window of taking enough for circular thoughts without making you sleepy. Then teas can be, I mean, you know, passion flower teas can be excellent. Yes. The other thing interesting is that passion fruit is the fruit of South American passion flower. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. And so playing with the maypops, the fruit from mm -hmm. the our passion flower, I started using it and found it has some of the same energetics and uh, affinities as the flower, a little oh, bit yeah. weaker. And so then I was like, well, I wonder if the more commercially available passion fruit does. And I, my feeling and playing around with the, with with others is that it does it definitely is a lot more muted yeah. but you know you can get some passion fruit juice and drink that if you're making smoothies if you're doing already trying to get some more antioxidant rich fruits and mm -hmm. that's going to have a little bit of a relaxing effect as well awesome also if you have passion flower growing in your yard you can just sit with it <laughs> And it will knock your circular thoughts down. Just a, hang out. Just go hang knock. out with yeah. passion flower. Go hang out with it. Yeah. Yeah. Another one that you'll often see that's pretty available and, you know, there's a lot of more literacy around it, which was an important consideration for us in choosing the herbs for today, obviously, is hops. We're talking about the same yeah. plant that they put in, in IPAs. You're using it either in tincture form or you can make a tea out of it. The tea, you know, know that the tea will taste pretty much how you expect it to. It'd be like, be like beer tea without the beer, just so it's pretty bitter. But that is yeah. an excellent sedative. I would consider yes. that one a little bit more sedative as well than passion flower. Your window of nerviness is, is small and it's going to start to make you a little bit sleepier fairly quickly. Would you agree? Yeah, it, it still has that window. You use oh, less yeah. of it where you can get, where you can get the like, relaxing but not ready to go to bed but definitely both passion flower and hops have the you take too much and it's a sleepy time herb yeah <laughs> whereas you take just the right amount it's a relax and meditate herb yes <laughs> i really love hops for folks that are really driven eh. if you thought passion flower is good Type for a. circular thoughts the hops is good for things that you feel like you need to do so Instead of just thoughts that keep coming around, if it's, oh, I need to do this, I need to do this, and oh, I need to get this done before, before I relax. I can go to bed, that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Hops is like the anti-to-do list. Like, <laughs> So if you have a hard time releasing your to-do list toward the end of the day when you know you should just save it for tomorrow, hops is your plant. Yeah, hops, I also really love it. Stress and tension gives you a lot of indigestion mm. or digestive issues if those mm -hmm. come along with stress. If you feel like in the evening until you've completely unwound, it's hard to, to eat or even drink a lot because your stomach is too bound in knots or too tense from the day. Hops mm -hmm. can be really excellent there. In using hops, you know, obviously everyone knows hops is in beer. 
But a really hoppy IPA can be another vehicle of taking hops. And yes. so you can, I think, find your, your hoppier beverage and do that. There's more and more, like I've seen at Whole Foods, some hops, sparkling waters that are I kind of just like beer-like, non-alcoholic. I love yeah, that stuff. One, it's oh, so good. The brand, the spruce tip one. Oh, I don't you know if I've tried one? the spruce tip one. That's that's that one that I just found, and I'll, I'll put the maybe we'll put the if I can find the name, I can put it after the yeah. uh, underneath. But yeah, it's like spruce tips and hops, and it's like a really nice reminds you of a citrusy IPA, but yes, without the beer. Yeah, without oh, the grains, nice. without the alcohol. Yeah. And yeah, I love that stuff. And it does, if you have, especially if you have a grain sensitivity or you're not drinking beer for whatever reason, it's a non-alcoholic version of that that's carbonated and that will still have a similar relaxing uh, effect. Yeah. Which I love. And then our third one, are we ready to talk about our third one? Yeah. All right. So this one, I mean, pretty much everybody, this is like the worldwide favorite smell. If I could pick one smell and the only smell for the rest of my life, it may very well be lavender. I had a teacher once that told me that lavender is like a hug in a bottle. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's really, that's really accurate. It's very comforting. It's also great for headaches and mental tension. And again, it's another one for like those higher strung people, just like yeah. personalities where you're just maybe wound a little tighter. So it's great for that. It does have a certain element of physical relaxation as well. I feel especially in the upper body. It's one that's one of the reasons it's a go-to for tension headaches and and other sort of types of headaches as well. And even just yeah. the smell. Yeah, I think it's your grounded generalist of relaxants because it, mm. it has a it's got that hug in a bottle emotional mm-hmm. nerving effect that helps with calming down wired emotions, but it's got the more lots of thoughts in the head driven personality mental effect and it's got the physical relaxation effect and then you can use it you can have lavender in your tea you can have lavender tincture you can just smell lavender and use it as aromatherapy you can put lavender in topicals or oils and rub it on tense muscles so lavender she does relaxation however you invite it it. yeah like that amphoteric yeah and I, yeah. another one that people may have heard of that I feel like is a perfectly reasonable way to intake lavender is those pillow satchel that you would put mm-hmm. in your bed. So one of my favorite ways to lose, use lavender is for the folks that they wake up in the night and they are, have trouble falling back asleep, usually for yeah. mental or emotional reasons, more so than physical discomfort, but it would help a little bit with that as well. And so a lavender pillow satchel with some lavender flowers sewn into something that you can get, you'd want to get it from a quality source or that you trust that it's actual lavender flowers and not something adulterated or or an artificial fragrance, but that is a perfectly reasonable way to, a reasonable and gentle way to intake lavender, especially in the, I really like it in the night. It's really soothing to have that aromatherapy and it's easy. You don't have to get up and turn the light on and take anything. Yes. I'm not a big fan of pills in herbs Mm. and I'm especially not a big fan of pills or capsules for nerving herbs. I just find that a lot of them just don't work very well. Or they take too long. Or they take too long, but mm-hmm. there's a few exceptions, ashwagandha being one, mm-hmm. but then lavender is, as far as like the nerving relaxants is the one that I feel like works the best in, in pill form. I mean, it works better if you use it in another form, Yeah. but I find that, you know, if you're, for whatever reason, you're only wanting to take capsules or things like that. For convenience be, sake or yeah. Oh, lavender can still be really effective. 
Yeah, love it. Oh, best smell. I feel more relaxed just after talking about it. Um, (laughs) So those are three plants, dear listeners, for you to seek out, experiment with, you know, ask us questions about that you can seek out for the nervine relaxant part that will help you. Again, the purpose of that category of plants as it relates to athletic recovery is the the faster and the better that you can click your body into a state of rest and recovery, the better your recovery will be. And so these nervine relaxant plants, specifically these ones that are a little bit more for mental and emotional relaxation, we're going to talk about physical relaxation next, but these mental ones for mental and emotional relaxation help you do that. They help you shift your body into what we used to talk about as sympathetic versus parasympathetic, which is a little bit more nuanced now, or at least my thoughts on that are a little bit more nuanced now. But if you've heard of that, that still works as a way to help you understand it in terms of we're shifting you into a more parasympathetic so that your recovery can start sooner and work better. And our muscular relaxants, now let's talk about those, help you do the same thing for physical tension or for help physically shifting into a state of rest because there's different types of tension when we think of mental and emotional tension and then there's also physical tension and so two maybe bonus three plants for that yeah and again that separation is purely for educational purposes absolutely for for the most part most your muscular relaxants are also mental relaxants and your mental relaxants are also relax you physically a little bit sure so there's some like passion flower that's a little bit more heady and doesn't have a ton of body effect but things like lavender are also for the body and a lot most of the ones we're going to list for the body are also relax your mind. So totally. Yeah, of- no, you're absolutely right. This separation is pedagogical. It's purely for the purposes yeah. of helping us wrap our minds around it and understand it and parse it out into herbs because it helps us. We love what is the like we love nets around the world that don't yeah. actually exist. We like to cast nets to help our brains understand things. Okay, let's talk about physical relaxants. Can I talk about kava? Yes. Okay, so I love kava. Kava is, we want to use it responsibly because it's important to be very respectful of it and respectful of our sourcing because we've talked about kava before, but it's very important plant to Polynesian herbalism and it's used in ceremony and it's very, it's very important. I don't really feel as an outsider whether I'd be able to say it's sacred or not, but I know it's, it's important and it is used in ceremony and it's interwoven. And so we do want to be of course, respectful about how we use it. I come to it from a place of just like total awe. It is just such a wonderful help you feel okay and also physically relax you. And it just has this wonderful sort of, I don't know, for me, it has a bubbly, lighthearted aspect or personality to it that it's a physical relaxant, but it's almost, it's just everything's going to be fine. It's just a little bit of everything's going to be okay in a bottle for me. And we can talk about the reasons why that is, right? It's it's GABAnergic. It stimulates GABA. It is also a specific plant for social anxiety. We can explain that as well, but it also just the personality of the plant. I really, really like. And that's not all of its uses. Kava has quite a few uses, but as a physical muscular relaxant, it's probably the, you know, one of the best ones that I have encountered. Would you agree? I would agree. It's an excellent muscular relaxant that you can feel as you take it. It's also, it has a heady relaxation effect that is the most safely intoxicating of Mm -hmm. the relaxant. And so it's an excellent, you're wanting an oomphy relaxant that- yeah maybe feels a little bit more akin to relaxation that you might have from having a couple of beers. Yeah, or a glass of red wine. Or or a a glass of red wine. Mm -hmm. Kava will kava will create creates a little bit more of that space. It creates a little bit more of that social release, that relaxed joyfulness (laughs) that can come from from drinking alcohol. 
And that can be a really nice addition to the very potent muscular relaxation that it will mm -hmm. give. Kava also works topically as yes. a as a muscle relaxer. Um, mm -hmm. And so Kava oil can be really, really awesome for that. Yeah. So our next one also is very near and dear to my heart. I am a blue vervain person or I'm a personality and it's one of those plants that has, it has a very specific indication for a specific type of person that it works best for, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't help the people that aren't blue vervain people. So just to start with that, blue vervain, verbena, the uh, verbena hastata is the most widely commercially available one. Here in Alabama, I pretty much exclusively use verbena brasilensis, Brazilian blue vervain. And this one is... The specific indication is stiff-necked overachieving list makers who can't ask for help. It's one of the most famous specific indications in the herbal world because it's just super funny how it can literally help type A people change their personality. And it's one of it's yeah. actually the very first plant that I developed a relationship with as an herbalist, personally taking it in to my body and was like, wow, after a while I really did feel like it changed my, it shifted, it made a shift in my personality and opened up a space for being less uptight about things, remembering not to sweat the small stuff, relaxing my neck and shoulders <laughs> every once in a while, et cetera, et cetera. What would you add to that for us? Yeah, I'd, I'd add that I think that blue vervain, when given outside of being for a blue vervain person, mm -hmm. is a lot more physical is, mm. is a sense I get from it is that it's wonderful for the blue vervain personality as more of a completely rounded nervine. Mm -hmm. But for everyone, it's great for neck and shoulder tension, especially mm -hmm. the trap muscles. Yep. For those who are maybe not familiar with that, those are those muscles at the base of your neck that feel like boulders on most of us. <laughs> like You're hard rocks. <laughs> yeah. And so... I think it's an excellent physical relaxant for muscles. The other thing that I find for athletes is it's a vascular relaxant. So mm. it's a it's an herb that as an herbalist I use with folks with high blood pressure. Yeah. But I think some of that vascular relaxation really benefits folks who are doing really hard conditioning sessions. Mm -hmm. So if you're if your training session is not just strength, if you're challenging your conditioning you're challenging your vascular system and you're getting your heart rate up as a part of your training blue bear vein can be really excellent for helping ease that down at the end of the day yeah that's a great point do we want to just do just a super quick the primer on this last one we were discussing this before we started recording this y'all is that there is a plant called lobelia lobelia inflata that is an incredibly powerful relaxant especially physically it's another one of the ones like kava that you can use topically for muscular relaxation yeah. it is just awesome but our qualms about casting it out into the world dear listeners is that it is a semi-low dose botanical which means that it can be toxic in larger doses so the caveat here is if you don't know your way around herbs if you're not working with an herbalist if you don't have some exposure if you haven't got at least a little bit of experience with some of the more forgiving herbs we would say stick to using this topically. If you can find Lobelia, if you're yeah. ordering online, making a tincture out of it, making a tea out of it, and using it topically, you're gonna use it's it gonna topically, be a much safer bet. Or use it, look for formulas that already have it in it, use mm -hmm. it under the guidance of an herbalist, or if you're interested in herbs and herb, you can find information on its use. And it's a low dose. Usually if you're playing with it internally, 
and you use too much, what happens is you get sick and throw up. It's a very, <laughs> so, it's a very reliable emetic. It was actually used purposefully yeah. that way. And so that's the main thing is using as a internal muscle relaxant and its ability to relax muscles is, I don't even know how to, it's very different than what even something powerful like kava can do. Mm -hmm. Kava can create this generalized relaxation effect that's like having some beers and really unwinding. Mm. Lobelia is what can release a spasm, can can tame a charley horse. Mm -hmm. um, Lobelia was used in 18th century medicine as an injection for lockjaw. So that's the kind of potency of its ability that's what we're to talking about here y'all slack in a muscle and so yeah. having it usually added in a small amount to things like kava and blue vervain can really up the umph of a relaxant formula mm -hmm. but really the big thing is is having it topically it just yes amazing topical um that really worth having in your in, in your, your toolkit tool, your toolkit all right so just to recap for you guys, passion flower, hops, lavender, three options for you for nerving relaxants to help relax your, you know, mind and also your body, right? This distinction is arbitrary, it's, but for the sake of talking about it. And then our kava, our blue vervain, and then topical lobelia for you know, muscular relaxation. So this has been herbs to encourage athletic recovery. We are going to be going through in uh, the, our next episode on this, herbs that we can use to help make better use of our resources as pillar two of our three R's of recovery. Leave us a comment, leave us a question, catch us on social. This has been the Move Nourish podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you next time.